do get married and you have a solid foundation and you're, you're equal in the sense of I'll bring this to the table, you bring that to the table and together we build this. This is Grow To Be Free, a self-development podcast that helps ambitious ladies pursue their dreams while finding peace, happiness, and maintaining a thriving mental health. My name is Kiani, and I burnt myself out at age 22. I didn't know my purpose, I hated my job, I thought money was the answer to all my problems, and girl, was I sad. I fought through anxiety and depression by working on myself non-stop. Now, I can honestly say that I am happy, I find peace every single day, and I'm on a journey to discover my best life. Join me as I sit with other ambitious gals who have learned to unlock this new level of life. Think of us as the girlfriends that actually grow with you. We'll share all the tangible tips to help you transform your mindset, mental health, relationships, faith, and finances. Plug in your headphones, get ready to jot down some notes, and let yourself be inspired. Welcome to the Grow to Be Free podcast, everybody. I am joined here with some awesome friends of mine that you guys have never met, but I am very excited to introduce them. I'll start with with Effie right here to the right. She's a great friend of mine and also a spiritual mentor. I consider her to be, and uh, she's she is a sales trainer. She's a woman of God. She's a wife, a mom to be, and she's also very intuitive with relationships and business. And she's just an all around very confident in herself and the value that she brings. So I'm excited to have her here to talk about our topic today and then uh, to my left here is Tisha she's my friend from church and she's also very passionate about healthy relationships and female empowerment she has really great perspectives on dating for young women so I'm excited to have her here today And then lastly, we have Jessica, who is also a friend and spiritual mentor of mine. And she is huge on the importance of combining physical and mental health on a spiritual foundation. She is a strong lady whose perspective I highly value. And she's going to bring a lot to this conversation today. And this topic we are talking about is self-worth as it regards to relationships. And this could be any sort of relationship that you have, whether it be a friendship, a family relationship, romance etc. We're talking about all of it today. So without further ado, I'm going to dive into some of these questions here. And I think I'd like to start off by everybody kind of talking about how they get their self-worth. Maybe Effie, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I think for me, as uh, a Christian, that's where that's my go-to. So that's my first priority is to make sure that I'm in, I'm in alignment with, with my values and uh, trying to stick to them as much as possible. It's not always easy, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but that's where I, I get my self-worth from. And also being, um, just being in tune with how I'm feeling in specific situations. I want to make sure that in different situations, the way that I'm being maybe treated or spoken to, or even how I'm projecting myself, I, I like to be very self-aware as well. Mm-hmm. So I get both of, I, I use it from both. Mm. Nice. Got it. Um, I was raised Christian. So for me, I like kind of like looking back on my life, I feel like I did get a lot of my self-worth and value from the things that my grandma would teach me mm-hmm. about like, n- not just what it meant to be a, a Christian, but 
to be a lady. She would emphasize that a lot growing up. And so if I would do something, she would be like, mm, that's not very ladylike of you. So just having that plus like my identity rooted in the things that Christ says about me versus what somebody else might think or say, or even, you know, my own thoughts at times, because mm. <laughs> we've all gone through seasons, you know, where even, even in a solid relationship with Jesus, I think we all can go into a season of feeling distant or forgetting almost for lack of a better word, what Christ says about us and, you know, but yeah. mostly I feel like that's what my identity or my self-worth is rooted in is my identity yeah. as a Christian lady. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I love how you talked about sometimes we forget about our identity or sometimes we forget about our self-worth or like what that really means for us. And I'd love to dive into that in a little bit. But Tisha, if you want to share with us. That's okay. Like yes. Um, in my relationships, how do I find my self-worth? Um, I guess I would say being more inclusive of like the person I'm with or my friends and what they like and then seeing how I can add on to that or how I can bring out the best in them. That's how I believe I believe that's how I believe my self-worth is shown by how I can bring the best out of other people through the positive things in their lives. So the things they like doing, activities, hobbies, and how I can try to help them grow in those areas that they already love participating in. So like, it makes me happy making other people happy, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there a place, like, internally that you feel like you get the ability to impact others in that way? Like, where do you feel like that comes from? Um, that's a good question. Um, definitely, I, I would agree with Jess. Like, my relationship with Christ, that's where it comes from. Just being told to love one another as you love yourself. And that love I have for myself and that recognition of my own self-worth makes me want to, um, in a way, bring out the best in someone else so that they can see their self-worth and how important their likes or dislikes are that shapes their identity. And so that's why, that's where I believe internally it comes from my relationship with God and just mm -hmm. how we're supposed to love others. Yeah, no, that's good. And I think that's a good transition into like our relationships. Like how do we look at our relationships with other people and, and how do we actually maintain how we look at ourselves, how we view ourselves when we're with other people? Maybe just in the general sense of um, any sort of friendship or family re relationship. Like how do you keep your self-worth intact while you engage with other people so i would say i feel like self-worth and self-respect with you know boundaries and um standards that you live by not just um when you're around others but even in your own home you know when you establish all of those things that this is what i will tolerate this is what i will not and also understanding that okay this is my not just this is my standard not just because i want it to be that standard this is my standard mm -hmm. because you know you have a reference so for me like i said it's it's the bible you know that's my reference that's what i'm going to stand by but 
also understanding that there is a borderline uh, when it comes to um, our self-worth we have to be careful that we don't become selfish as well because mm -hmm. sometimes we can um, take the uh, a specific view of self-worth and then become it can sometimes for other people that it can be reciprocated in a in a way where they feel that we're being selfish or things like that so we have to kind of like understand that when whatever you do in your home is in behind closed doors is the way that you're going to be in front of someone else it's not like oh I'm, I'm like this with you i'm like this with my husband and then i'm i'm like this when i'm at church and then i'm like this when i'm with my friends it's your consistent so I feel that when you're dealing with people and, and uh, outside relationships, it should be no different to how you deal with people in your home or, or, or your family, because that self-worth should be an all-round of who you are. Mm. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and that takes some some time to get used to like who you are and like that takes you have to get to know yourself first because mm -hmm. I used to have that problem too where I was a different person in all of my different relationships and I didn't understand why like this was back in high mm -hmm. school mm -hmm. um, but the truth was I just didn't even know who I was like mm -hmm. I was reflecting whoever I was with in that moment mm -hmm. I was just reflecting them I wasn't even being myself yeah and so i'm really curious for you guys like how you how you got in the process of getting to know yourself before we get oh. to that mm -hmm. i i have a little differing of opinion okay. when it comes to that because um I, I mean i have a tendency to believe that i'm pretty secure in myself and like i know who i am but i do find myself to be slightly different I mean like so my foundation is never going to like vastly shift right my my core values will always be evident in every relationship that I have but not every relationship requires the same mm -hmm. me so mm -hmm. there are going to be different relationships or differing like types I guess of relationships or or of who I show up as mm -hmm. because like where one person might be very vulnerable with me and I might feel very safe and able to be vulnerable with them back mm -hmm. so we have a stronger relationship whereas somebody else you know I'm, I might be just getting to know and we might not be in the same stage or um, you know there's all kinds of varying factors to any kind of relationship like you mentioned whether it's you know, a romantic, mm. a family member, mm. a friend, a co-worker, yeah. you know. So we have to operate with wisdom in each of our relationship, which can cause us to kind of seem like we're showing up as a different person. Mm -hmm. But really, it's just the boundaries for that specific relationship aren't the same as maybe like my best friend. You know? sure. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I agree with. Yeah. I agree with you, and I, I agree with Effie too. Like obviously, yeah, I'm not be, completely yeah. disagreeing. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, obviously, yeah. Like obviously, you want to have a, a sense yeah. of consistency yeah. when it comes to like your morals, your values, your yeah. beliefs, and your who you are as a person. But also have some mindfulness and intention behind mm -hmm. who you interact with, so that 
you know, you have certain boundaries up with certain people, certain vulnerabilities you make available to certain people because, you know, privacy is still power. And Mm -hmm. so you don't want to just go around as this open book to people that, yeah, you don't know. Are going to take advantage of it. I think think it's a way of respecting yourself, you know, to not to not put yourself in a position to like be taken advantage of or, you know, like messed over in Mm -hmm. a relationship or something like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. how did, so boundaries seems like it's a huge thing, especially in relationships. Mm -hmm. And how did you guys go about finding where your boundary lines are? Cause that, that might actually be different between all of us of like where we consider a line to be within our relationships. But like, how did you actually go about finding out where your boundary lines are? Like, what was that process mm-hmm. like? I guess I'd say for me, the process of me finding my boundaries was trial and error. So just moving through life, through my experiences, through different relationships that are still here and some that had to leave. I now learned about what's going to work and what's not and just shape my boundaries around that so for me i was just just experiences and the wisdom i've gained from it and the wisdom from others learning from other people's like mistakes also i think helps shape the boundaries too and um, i think from the boundaries you can also develop the standards so that you only enter in certain situations or with certain people at a certain like level um, so that your boundaries can be like easily enforced once you have your standards set. Yeah. Yeah. Trial and error. That's worked for me too. Trial and error is like, (laughs) yeah. I think think that's the primary way you find that. Like, I mean, you can read a book about boundaries. Like there, there is that book boundaries. Mm -hmm. Right. And so Mm -hmm. like, there's all this information out there, but because we're all so unique and not only are we unique, but the people that we're in relationship with, are unique as well and to kind of like go back to what Effie was saying when you get too far into selfishness we have a tendency to like downplay compromise mm-hmm. and in any relationship there's always give and take and there's always an amount of compromise that needs to happen because everybody is so different people get so wrapped up in this like I need boundaries I need to stick to my boundaries that it does start falling into that like selfishness or cancer cancel culture and just being unrealistic yeah being unrealistic being very me centric and it's like okay but we're both human beings Mm -hmm. we both have flaws we are both in this friendship relationship co-workership mother daughter you know whatever and we both have to meet in the middle like there has to be give and take when you care about somebody and you want somebody in your life you have to find boundaries that work for your specific relationship yeah Mm. and as well like when you establish boundaries it's not like okay i'm on a mission to establish my boundaries it's just you know as i said before you know when you you build your self-worth on when you when as well you go into specific situations and if you come out of that situation whether it's with a family member whether it's with a friend a best friend or just someone that you've just met passing by even if it's you know someone that's ringing up your food or whatever um if they made you feel a certain way by something they said something they did something that's going on in the in the situ- specific situation I think that first of all I have I need to take a look internally and see is yes. it a, is it a, an issue with me mm-hmm. first 
or did they really do something that upset me? So when it comes to boundaries, it's not like, oh, you can't say that to me because that hurts my feelings. It's like, well, why? Yes. Why does that hurt your feelings? Is it mm-hmm. something in, was it something in me? Or is it something... Or were they actually being rude? Yeah, or were they actually being mm-hmm. rude? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's certain situations that, you know, even like with my husband, he, he was speaking about something the other day and, and he said, oh, I didn't want to mention it because, you know, I didn't want to upset you. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, that's my issue that I need to deal with. Yes. I said, I, do, I cannot suppress you because of me feeling uncomfortable in this, in you saying that because mm-hmm. it's not and it shouldn't be an issue does mm-hmm. that make sense mm-hmm. in those situations mm-hmm. sometimes i feel like the other person is like taking something away from me like yeah. why mm-hmm. is it your job to decide whether that would upset me or not why wouldn't you come to me and allow me the opportunity to like sort that out for myself yeah. even if it was something that upset me if it's the honest truth you're you're not helping me by withholding it you're hurting me you're robbing me of an opportunity for for growth or for understanding or something just because you might feel like it's uncomfortable to talk to me about it but if you care about me you would you would want that type of like you know sharpening Yeah. yeah that yeah. requires some friction. Yeah. So. I, also, yeah. I also think too, like if you are that person who believes you can't say something to someone, it's also kind of a sign they may have a little bit of control over you when you mm. when you believe you can't be your open and honest and true self and mm. be extra vulnerable. But sometimes the other person doesn't have to do anything to show they have this control. It's probably just a, that's a, probably another thing to look at internally as to why can't I be open and honest mm-hmm. yeah. with this person. It, yeah, it does say something about themselves. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it could be something as simple as like, maybe they're, they're just scared of confrontation. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, yeah. sometimes some if there. you're like a more emotionally intelligent person, you also have to keep those things in mind, whereas the other person might not be like at your level. Like people can only love you at the level that they are mm-hmm. at, mm-hmm. not at the level that you are at. So if you can recognize that maybe you are a little more mature, like your relationship, if it's worth it to you, might require some handholding mm-hmm. and yeah. and these type of conversations, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wanna add another layer onto that, I think, everything that we just said was really great to paint the picture of you know how do you interact with other people in situations where you might need to set boundaries there's a lot of it's it might be them it might be you you know you kind of have to play it by wisdom like you mentioned of you know weighing out these different factors but I, I also like when I do this to myself, like I like to also think of like, okay, what kind of environment am I setting up? Mm-hmm. You know, I can take part of boundaries is taking ownership of what you can control. Mm-hmm. And so I take ownership over what kind of energy I'm putting out there, what kind mm-hmm. of, um, you know, just whatever kind of uh, whatever I'm trying to create or maybe I'm not trying to create any sort of environment. and in effect, I'm creating a negative environment, you know, Mm -hmm. just being aware of what I'm putting out there, because that does affect the person that you're with, the people that you're around. Mm -hmm. So I think there's also a level of ownership that we have to take, take a control of, like you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really important, especially when it's an intimate relationship. 
Um, and as women, I think that, um, you know, growing in a society where, you know, we are strong, we are, females are strong, we're doing more mm-hmm. than they did many years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, men, as like, if I look at, you know, mine and my husband's relationship, men have that, oh, I don't want her to, I don't want her to think I'm like, trying to make her be a stay-at-home wife to cook and clean and do my dishes and all of that uh, and things like that. But um, we still had to realize that the home and the relationship, most often as women, and uh, my mentor, she taught me this, she says, we are the thermostat mm-hmm. for it. We set that thermostat. So, you know, I work from home, my husband he, he doesn't work from home. So when he comes in, what level is the thermostat in the home? Mm-hmm. And that is directly rooted in how have I said it? And do I want to go from what I learned seeing as a child? Or do I want to bring something completely fresh, completely different to what I want my home and my relationship to look like? So, you know, I'll I'll give you an example. Just the other day, I was like, he's going to be home soon. Let me make, let me make sure like there's something for him to come home and eat. Not like, oh, this big meal, just something for him to eat. I know he's going to be hungry. And I put some really like nice music. It wasn't, it was just in the middle of the day. And then when he walked in, he, he was eating and he was just like, he said, I needed this. I just needed to come home and just have some food and for my soul to be refreshed, you know, by my wife and with the, the, just the music. He just, he just needed that comfort. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think that we forget that because we've risen to a level as, as women in mm-hmm. society now, the strength that we have, that we forget that our men have vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. We forget that that strength and that... Um, power that they've always had shall I say that mm-hmm. that masculinity sometimes we can overbear it and mm-hmm. if we it's that's why we, we need to lift them up as, as well as lifting ourselves and I think that when it comes to specific uh, not so much boundaries but standards that it's like what would I want mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. you know we give that to uh, in a relationship in an intimate relationship we give that and, and even when our friends come you've come to my house for dinner when you're entering how are you going to feel once you enter like my territory mm-hmm. are you going to mm-hmm. feel like oh, I can't do this I can't do that or are you going to be like I'm comfortable I can be peaceful here and I think that we especially as women set that thermostat absolutely yeah. totally. and I think that brings it back to what you were saying about uh, making sure to, that you don't turn into such a selfish person yeah. because you'll mm-hmm. be blinded to the other person's needs mm-hmm. and you'll think me, me, me and how I'm feeling and how I'm comfortable but you have a whole other person in your life in an intimate way and there's just no way you can have that thrive and that's your mindset. For the last four years, I personally have been using journaling as a healing practice and it's literally transformed my life. It's one of the key ways I've been able to work through my anxiety, 
get myself out of depression and really begin to thrive in life. If you're looking to get into journaling or you are in need of a new one, the Ambitious Peace journals are now available on Amazon. For those of you who don't know, these are super cute aesthetic journals with a different encouraging, motivational, and insightful quote on every single page. They're small enough to fit in a purse, they're college ruled, and have 150 pages of space to free write, jot down your life plan, or to process those really tough thoughts and emotions. If you have been watching this on YouTube or Spotify, you'll be able to see what they look like, but I will describe them for everybody, so don't worry. One is this monochromatic chocolate wave design. The second one is another monochromatic look, but it's like a pink, light pink painting on canvas. And the last one is a light blue white square geometric pattern that is very satisfying to the eye. My favorite one happens to be the chocolate one, but I'm looking forward to hearing which one is your favorite. So let me know in the comments or in your reviews. Again, you can find these on Amazon. I will link the Amazon link in the description of this show. And without further ado, let's get back to the episode. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of this new type of culture where people have kind of taken like the strong independent woman, but like put it on steroids almost. Mm -hmm. And like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've seen a lot of social media posts and just people talking about like women talking about how like they deserve this, this and this and this from a man or else like, or else no, like you're an automatic no, or, you know, like just all of the, this language that's being used. So how have you guys been able to kind of filter out like what's a legitimate perspective or maybe not legitimate, but like, I guess more healthy perspective on how to be a strong, independent woman in society without being on that selfish note? Like how have you been able to kind of filter that out? Uh, for me, it actually, it, it took a little while because of my relationship when I was younger. Um, I was in a relationship for 10 years. I had two kids and, um, I was forced into like a more masculine role where I was taking care of, I was, I was the mother and the father, even Mm. though the father was there. Um, and so I ended up having like to adopt the mentality that nobody else is gonna do it so I have to Mm -hmm. like I have to put their bikes together or else they're never gonna (laughs) learn how to ride them or you know I have to make sure all of the bills get paid otherwise they won't Um, and so transitioning out of that back into like the world and you know trying to date or or do anything like that I I found it to be like more damaging than anything and I've recognized for myself that the rising up of females and the strength that we carry shouldn't um, deteriorate our femininity like Mm -hmm. there's a reason why men are men and women are women like we have completely different strengths while we can be just as strong in a lot of the same things they do like we just we have a different design like our thought processes are different like like she was saying like we are the thermostat so we can create a certain atmosphere where like not to put men down but they just don't think 
about the things yeah. that we think about. Mm -hmm. They don't think about the detail. They don't think about mm -hmm. like what atmosphere am I creating for my children to grow up in? Like, mm -hmm. is this a healthy, thriving environment? While some men might think, I don't want to like overgeneralize. Uh, there are men who probably do have those type of thoughts, but it's just an example of like yeah. the things that we think about and the things that we can really like control or thrive in control is probably a bad word, but influence. Yeah. Influence. <laughs> thank you. Um, like it's so important to understand how important softness is. In all of our relationships, we are all human. We all have emotions. We all have feelings. We all have pasts and automatic negative thoughts. And, you know, we all have the same things just in different ways. And all relationships require a certain amount of softness from men and women. Mm -hmm. So I see this huge shift where the independent woman wants to take on the world and wants to take on every man and you know wants to be this impervious being but none of us are male or female so why are we trying to rise to something that's deteriorating our value and our men so i i don't personally understand it it took me a little while to get there but um yeah, I think it's very unfortunate when I, I when women are doing things that are actually detracting from what they claim they're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm. When it comes to the independent woman and things like that, you know, I really come into alignment with what you were saying, Jess, about you had to take that role. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was when I was still in England, um, I had a very good job like a really good job and I was um, I was amongst men so the the, the I was in um, corporate mm -hmm. and I was traveling around Europe working and you know there comes this um, entitlement mm -hmm. with it and I was like I would never say oh I'm an independent woman but people could see it mm -hmm. you know anything I had I wanted my bills were all paid I had a nice car clothes always looked good nails done hair done i didn't need need that was my my i don't need mm -hmm. uh, a guy in my life to make me happy i have everything i need mm -hmm. and um but that's on a superficial level mm -hmm. when i met my husband it was like i was just <laughs> like oh <laughs> I was missing something. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That's the, that was the piece of the puzzle, and um, I didn't become this whole. Oh, I'd like fall at his feet, even though in my inside me, I was you know, I, I really liked him. He was here in America. I was in England. How do you have that trust? How can you have that control or influence? Shall yeah. I say? Yeah. And um, when I finally did come come out here and. Um, we got married that was when i still felt that i was on this pedestal i had put myself on this independent woman pedestal mm -hmm. of um 
I make good money, you know, I can buy anything I want, I have savings, I could put a deposit down on an apartment or whatever. That's where my head was, this is my money, that's yours. I bring this, like, it was It was very separate. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes... Would you uh, even maybe say comparative? It was very comparative. Yeah. That's a definite word. I was like, you know, there was, there was a point where I was like, you know, I'm doing this, what are you doing? Mm. And that's not the position that we should come in as women like whatever we bring to the table whether it's more or less than our than our our guy it is what it is mm -hmm. you know and it's not the be all and end all and i think that with the whole independent woman thing is it okay to be independent 100 mm percent -hmm. like do i still make good money now yes of course am i comparing to my husband never it's a one pot now mm -hmm. this is ours we're building an empire together mm -hmm. we have our first baby on the way like and it's about now I feel like you know as as I said before you know being a Christian God took me through this process where like you know I had to then humble myself mm -hmm. to be like why do I feel superior to you because if mm -hmm. I don't respect my husband um, I'm not going to be giving him what he needs to enable him to give me what I need mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as well because men men want respect and women want security mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and if I'm not making him feel respected I'm not going to feel secure I'm not going to get that security that I need mm -hmm. so and um so I just feel that when it comes to the whole independent woman again it's about yes be independent you know got your car you want to go and have a coffee with your friends you want to go out and you know enjoy life there is nothing wrong with that mm -hmm. but it's when it's taken to a level where it becomes toxic mm -hmm. and you diminish people or your your partner mm -hmm. where it then becomes like a what's the word destructive yeah mm -hmm. so independence is definitely needed because you need to be able to do what you need to do for your soul mm -hmm. you know yeah. and it's so great to have a single season <laughs> and like we were talking about fully establish who you are and your core value and your self-worth yeah and i think mm -hmm. that that single independent season is really what develops that yeah absolutely like i think i'm almost going through that season right now of just really establishing what my self-worth is mm -hmm. in the single season and trying to now get that foundation so it's transferred into a relationship and i feel like that process for me has been a, a trial and error of figuring out okay you know if i am seeing somebody for a time like how much time do I spend thinking of them like yeah. that's my problem I like think about this person a lot <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't even matter if we went on like one day like I'm still, you're still like in my head for like a long time and I can't even really control it so I have to really set my own boundaries with myself of okay you're working right now work don't think about this person like you don't need a text back right away like if i notice i'm checking my phone a lot to see if they text it back i have to literally have a, a heart to heart conversation in that moment with myself of like hey look what you're doing this is not healthy you're more than this like you you can have a great life without checking your phone without them responding back to you right away without you talking to them 24 7 like 
for me, it's been like constant check-ins of mm. like checking myself. <laughs> mm. So I think that takes a lot of mental power, but it's also well worth it because it's like once you start to develop that sense of who you are and like this is who I am apart from a relationship, you can come into a relationship with that foundation set and now all you have to do is really figure out how you interact with that person yeah and you don't have mm-hmm. to do both at the same mm-hmm. time to be compatible with yeah. them mm-hmm. for sure i think i think i have a little bit of a difference of opinion guys which is welcome okay. <laughs> so i um when it comes to the strong and independent woman stuff i am 100 percent against it mm, really? yeah i am i uh like fully Fully, I do not think... And out, up, and down, there's nothing about being strong or independent at any point. No, no, no. I think that if you're a woman that has to be, or that, you know, you're dealt with circumstances that causes you to be in, like, a survivor mode, Mm -hmm. like how you were saying in your background, you were the Mm -hmm. only one there, so you really had no choice. Yeah. That is different. Um, Mm. I think as a woman, it's best to be self-sufficient Versus being mm. this independent, don't need no man because yeah. you're, yeah, if you're a Christian woman, biblically speaking, that's not even biblical to right. be a woman in this world and think that you can go long periods of your life not having uh, certain situations and experiences without men because women in the Bible didn't even do that. So I don't, well, I mean, that was a different the major, time. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. So it's biblical times. And like singleness is not a bad thing. No, Paul singleness is not a bad best. thing. It's not a bad thing, but it's also, it's also, you know, relationships are reflective. So you're going to learn the most about yourself when you have someone in your life to actually show you certain things about yourself that are going to make you uncomfortable sometimes. And I feel like that's sometimes why you can people, do that within friendships though yeah but it's being a friend is not the same as having you know like you know husband i mean Mm -hmm. having an intimate relationship that's that has romantic love in it it's it's much more vulnerable and Mm -hmm. if you're going hurt you deeper it can hurt you deeper and you know if you go long periods of your life without experiencing that there's going to be some things you're missing out on because even with your friends even with your best friends there's still some things you're never going to do with them the same way with your husband. Like your husband is going to experience parts of you that your best friend from childhood is never going to see probably, you know? And so I'm not saying go out and get a husband, get a man, (laughs) stay with the man 24 seven, but also don't have a season where you're pushing it off. Just kind of like have a season where you're just aware of everything Mm -hmm. and you're allowing everything that is that God is sending you like don't have a season where you're rejecting it because God sends things on his timing not on your timing it's on his timing Mm -hmm. and I see a lot of Christian women rejecting things that are could be God's timing but it's it's kind of from a place of fear they're being you know they feel like they need to put things on hold and the more I read and study history and you know everything is on god's timing like Mm -hmm. there is no time where you have to put things on hold it's it's god's timing that you know dictates when you should put things on hold so you know i have a difference of opinion i i think women should be more self-sufficient before they decide to be independent and i think we're all created equally Mm -hmm. i don't i don't believe women and men are equal i just think we're created equally because i'm not Mm -hmm. equal to a man he's stronger than me Mm -hmm. he's bigger than me his brain is completely wired differently than mine we are not equals there's just no way that he's Mm -hmm. equal he he can take on work 
10 times better than I can if I'm like, you know, like hard work, I would say, but physical labor, physical labor. Exactly. So, you know, it's, it's more about being created equally. So I, I have a different opinion. I don't disagree with anything that Mm -hmm. you're saying. Okay. A lot of people tend to disagree. I guess maybe the women that are really on the strong and independent. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I just want to clarify too, like what you're saying with men and women not being equal it's just we're not created in the same way and whereas you know somebody might take that as oh well are you saying that men are better than women Mm -hmm. or you know and that's not what we're saying at all like we're not saying that men are better than Mm -hmm. women in any other way it's just we all have our own strengths and our own weaknesses Mm -hmm. and you know from our perspective god created man and woman a certain way and they go together you mm-hmm. know they have mm-hmm. uh, strengths and weaknesses that complement each yeah. other and ultimately okay. yeah and that's fine and mm-hmm. and that creates a bond it creates a a bigger force than what's ever what what somebody can comp- accomplish by themselves yeah mm-hmm. and i think if we're we're living in a society where it's all about women empowerment getting so like on the top and i think after oh. you were kind of saying this like just um women putting themselves first and above things you know if we're gonna we're gonna do that we're, we're also kind of i think just you mentioned that we're also suppressing you said we're our, suppre- feminine, our, femininity. our femininity yeah so if mm-hmm. we're trying to upload like uplift feminine power we're you know sometimes it can be seen as you're suppressing masculinity and masculinity is protective right mm-hmm. and as women we need protection so mm-hmm. we can't like shun out or have a problem with men being in power being at the top of things because they do offer protection towards women mm-hmm. and the only you know this time in those times i know you said biblical times is which, which you're right but even just a hundred years ago women couldn't really do much unless they had a husband mm-hmm. to be honest and now it's been to the point now it's to the time where women can kind of do whatever they want mm-hmm. <laughs> without a husband and men as well don't have to be hit with like a a burden quote-unquote to have a wife because that was something that men pressured other men to do back in those times at 18 years old you know men Mm -hmm. can now say oh i'm gonna live my own life i'm not gonna like get married and have kids until whenever i want so Mm -hmm. times are definitely different and i think that um finding a balance where masculinity is still uplifted and so is femininity instead of fear and and detachment and, mm-hmm. and cancel culture, I think, is mm-hmm. not going to help in any kind of way. Yeah. Um, sure. It almost feels like, to me, it feels like like feminists are making femininity like a negative feature mm-hmm. and a negative word. And like you were saying, like it used to be one way back in the day, and now the pendulum is swinging in the exact opposite direction. And it's like we see this time and time again in history over a vast amount of topics and situations. And it's like, I just feel like when are we going to realize that you don't have to go from one extreme to the other? Mm -hmm. Like, it's really all about balance and Mm -hmm. looking at our purpose, like what we were created for, how we were created determines what we were created for. And so if you know you look at like yin and yang that's kind of like what men and women are so not not to say we are incomplete without a man because we're not 
but there is a completeness that comes when you have a partner and you have that balance of mm -hmm. the masculinity so that you don't have to step into that role yourself yeah. and yeah, mm -hmm. yeah it's believe, just like yeah. we're losing we're losing mm -hmm. that value and there's so much to be gained yeah. by embracing that balance mm -hmm. a lot of the cultural things now that have risen when it comes to you know feminism and things like that it can as women it can also make us i would say um in a way we're like a lot of us are trying to stick to being in a in a path where okay so i'm sticking to this feminism part but i also want a husband how do i cross the boundaries how do i separate from the two and it's or how do i combine the two and that can be mentally draining mm -hmm. for women mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. like that can dictate how you feel about yourself because you then lose well who am i mm -hmm. like what am i trying to be i feel like mm -hmm. in society today we're trying so much with social media and you know selfies and and all of this <laughs> and you know that we have to be a certain way and we have to look a certain way at certain times mm -hmm. but whereas um if you are rooted in your core values as a woman mm -hmm. okay who wants to be feminine but also wants that masculine man or, or that husband in your life as well because you know like i said i was living my life thinking i didn't need a, a man or like what is a man gonna bring me mm -hmm. you know and that was like a toxic way for me to think really until you know i met my who my husband is now and um it's when you do find that person and when you do get married and you have a solid foundation of where you both stand in agreement and you're you're e equal in a sense of I'll bring this to the table, you bring that to the table, mm -hmm. and together mm -hmm. we build mm -hmm. this. Yeah. yeah, like you're equal as in value and yes. equally yoked. Mm -hmm. Equally um, yoked. You don't yeah. have to be equal as in I can do whatever the man can do. That's right. not what yeah. makes equality. I don't even want to do everything the man can do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. my that's problem. Just, that's <laughs> like, I don't want to take out the trash. It's okay. Okay. I didn't want to say, but yeah, yeah. I want to take out the rubbish. So, but you take it. Yeah. So, you know, feminism is is me personally is something I heavily disagree with. I'm not mm -hmm. a feminist. I have no problem saying. That a lot of women are like, what? You're not <laughs> like, nope, I'm not. Like, I'm not. I don't believe that I can do uh, the things a man can do in the way that he can do it. And that's okay with me. I was a woman. I was created for a specific purpose that woman, uh, I mean, that God saw fit for women to fulfill. And I, I take pride in that. Like, I take pride in my femininity and in my role as a woman, just like a man would take pride in his role. And it's not about who's better and who's weaker who's you know the least capable it's just mm -hmm. about who has who's bringing equal value to establish healthy relationships healthy mm -hmm. communities mm -hmm. and you do need roles you you can't just have everyone competing with each yeah. other to for the top spot because yeah. mm -hmm. everything when you compete someone else has to lose and uh 
Yep. Communities yeah. aren't built that way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you guys all kind of touched on it. It's more about the value that you bring and what mm-hmm. you bring to the table. And that all comes with getting to know yourself and mm-hmm. knowing your self worth. You know, that's yeah. exactly what it is. Like, what what are you worth? And that comes internally. Like, mm-hmm. you have to identify for yourself. Like, what is my worth? And you. You can't just know it in your head. I've learned recently, you actually have to let it go to your heart and you have to like really believe like this is who I am. Like I have such and such to bring to the table because I've been through X, Y, and Z or because I've learned this, this, and this, you know? Mm -hmm. There's so much that you gotta learn about yourself. Are you enjoying this episode as much as I am? Girl, I hope so. If you're getting anything positive from this podcast, I would love it if you left a review and shared it with a friend you feel like needs to hear it. I know you hear this a lot, but this is really the only way other people can benefit and grow from this information as well. If you listen to this podcast, I'm assuming you have a desire for the world to be in a better place. And what better way to do that than by spreading awareness of self-development to help each person grow and be better a little more each day. And you might be asking, well, what's in it for you? Well, I'll shout you out on a future episode if you leave a review. Plus, at that point, we're pretty much friends. And the best part, it's completely free. So thank you so much for being a listener of Grow To Be Free. It really means the world to me. And now, back to the episode. I think as our final wrap-up question, I want everybody to, to share about how for yourself individually you've been able to find that and maybe some advice advice for a young woman who's trying to learn how to build her self-worth or discover Mm -hmm. that for herself how can she learn to do that well i think for me in my opinion really examining yourself taking time to self-reflect and strip away any preconceived notion that your value comes from anything you own, anything you wear, any like job, degree, like whatever, like your value should never come from anything external. The way you look, I don't care what it is. Like you have to find your value like in your heart, in your soul and in your mind like you shouldn't if if your value is in anything else well obviously because I'm a Christian like my value comes from God first but in general speaking like that is something from within but yeah Mm -hmm. I would say take a hard look at yourself and just strip away anything external Mm -hmm. and figure Mm -hmm. out what about you makes you valuable i guess i would say um to start that journey to not operate from a place of ego and instead operate from a place of self-awareness so um, there's a really good book called ego is the enemy by i think his name is ryan holiday and it just it talks about how ego is really the setup for us to not understand the real meanings of life and our mistakes and how we can get better and how our ego actually holds us back instead of pushing us forward because we're so concerned with never being wrong with never failing with 
uh, never wanting to be rejected and but those things are a part of life and so mm-hmm. once you start accepting that that is part of the human experience you will start to see what you can learn about yourself and then you'll be able to set up your boundaries and your standards and um, learn how to be vulnerable um, because you know your strengths and your weaknesses at that point so I would say when you're establishing your self-worth the kind of exactly what 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 they were saying as well I think firstly you need to you need to know what's deep inside of me what's the root that that I always reflect back on you know just like Jess was saying for me again it's it's God and it's like am I am I serving myself in the way that I should be but also looking at it without an egotistical kind of way exactly what you said as well and it's it's also about not taking yourself too seriously because mm-hmm. we can put so many expectations on ourselves we can put so many um, standards on ourselves as well that when we don't meet them that we can self-destruct mm-hmm. and we can make ourselves mm-hmm. feel what well, you know how can that person have gone through that thing in that way and I can't go for it in the same way as them I should be that standard as well but we're all different just knowing that you're just you're human you're gonna cry when you need to cry mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna laugh when you, when you're gonna when you need to laugh and you're gonna go through processes that are gonna strip away the things that you don't need anymore mm-hmm. and you're gonna go through like a pruning process just like the trees they get pruned Mm -hmm. and you'll be like why is this stuff getting taken away from me or why am i losing hold of that stuff just be open just let let certain things go and just allow yourself to build new new roots Mm -hmm. and establish those roots because then when you flourish and you bloom into this new creation um, of yourself that's when you not only radiate internally but the people that you also come in contact with get to experience that and it's not an overnight process it's not a couple of months process not a 30-day challenge mm-hmm. or a 90-day challenge even where we all are right now in 10 years time will be different right mm-hmm. completely yeah. that mm-hmm. part yeah yeah and you also, never arrive yeah yeah it's it's an lifelong process yeah yeah and I think it always builds on itself like I feel like self-worth is that thing that starts when you're younger and you might have some influences that impact in a negative way and there needs to be some unlearning going on there that's the process Mm -hmm. of it um yeah and then you kind of have to determine okay well who who was I after all of those influences who was I (laughs) after all of this all of these problems and traumas and and whatnot and and how can I build on top of that I'm not just that person I have a lot to learn I have a lot of growing to do and so now it's like layers and layers and you become more of a dynamic person a more of a Ooh, uh, just a very deep person like there's a lot to you and I think that's what really makes great stories and great people is that they have a lot of depth to them because of all the layers and things that they've learned together so this was a great conversation y'all thank you so much for being here Um, if you liked what you heard today go ahead and follow the podcast wherever you listen to it and please leave a review i'd love to hear your feedback and love to hear just all the impactful things that really you took away from this so thank you so much thank you thanks for having us love you ladies (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.